Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 6000. Beefcake. Have a nice flight. Welcome to Piloting the Pilots, the podcast. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my boyfriend, Cameron. How are you doing today, honey? I'm doing well, girlfriend. <laughs> You're amazing. Oh, thanks. I love you. Sure, I love you, too. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> How's your day going today? Going fine. We're recording on a weird day, and it's really throwing me off. Yeah, well, we have to. Yeah, it's yeah. our it's our eldest's birthday on our normal recording day. Yeah. So we're doing this like a day early. So, so our schedule's all out of whack. All out of whack. And I, I really feel like I'm reeling from it a bit. Yeah, because then after this, I have a shit ton of work to do. Yes. So I'm busy thinking about all the projects I have to get done. Yeah, I have a lot of work to do too. So, <laughs> but we're here today to start off our mini-series on... Firefighter shows? Flaming the fire shows. Fanning the flames? Fanning the flames. Fanning the flames. All a right. piloting the pilots mini series. <laughs> I have never seen a firefighter show Me before. Either. It was quite a ride. <laughs> this one. This one was made in 1981. So you have all of that baggage too. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. We'll talk about it more later. But this week we've also watched the after party, which is ten out of ten. Oh uh, yeah, we finished watching. Ben Schwartz is just incredible. I love Ben Schwartz. He's amazing. He sings a song in one of the episodes, <laughs> and our kids love it. Love like it. we have to play it every time we're in the car. Yeah, like yeah. it is just like their jam right now. Yeah, I mean the mystery is obvious, but that's not why you watch it. No, no, no. You no. watch it for everybody's perspective on the crime itself. Like if when you get to the point in the show where you're like, I think it's this person. Yeah. Guess what? You're right. It's you're that right. person. It's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's who it is. And you know you can call it. The first second you see this person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it, the ride itself is a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it's really creative. And I'm looking forward to season... It's very creative. The Three Dots song and the video direction was amazingly yes. incredible. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I'm tentatively looking forward to season two. I'm very excited about it. Because I think it's cool that... Well, I mean, clearly, just by nature of the show, when you watch it, you realize it's like a whole new cast. Mm -hmm. However, a couple returning people, and I'm not sure how that plays. I'm not thrilled with the returning people. I'm thrilled with the the cop, of course, the detective. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany uh, Haddish. Had, she's incredible. I love her. Yeah, she's great. So I'm really thrilled to see her come back. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm, I don't know... I'm not sure I want the suspects from season one to come back in to season two. Because you already know they're not going to be the killer or whatever in season two. They're already, like, clear. Yeah, they're clear to this. So So it's kind of like what... I would have rather had a whole new ensemble with... With the detective. detective. Because this is her job, solving crimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it's also, like... It becomes very much like Murder, She Wrote, where it's like, is she just, like... A magnet for murder, or is she like somehow involved? Like, yeah, because <laughs> like, yeah. like it's all this stuff seems to be like swirling around her. I really think Jessica Fletcher is the ultimate serial killer, and she just throws people under the yeah. bus. Yeah, and then she writes her books to get her off yeah. the hook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, oh no, 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 she's just like a murder. She's just an author. She's just an author. Yeah. And it's like no, no, no. It's she's the ultimate serial killer. And we also started watching Loot, 
with oh yeah Luke, um, with Maya Rudolph with Maya Rudolph I'm, Maya Rudolph is the only thing that makes that show workable because you know I hate billionaires it's a it feels a little bit like a billionaire billionaires rehabilitation are too. yeah it's a yeah. billionaire rehabilitation thing mm-hmm. and I don't think any actor could have done it and I would have been okay with it except for Maya Rudolph yeah the is just her charm like I love everyone else in the show oh, yeah, and definitely. I like what's going on mm-hmm. it's very much like billionaire learning how to be a good person yeah. it's like oh my god like do we have to ha- mm. if you have to have a lesson to be a good person when you have billions of dollars yeah. i don't really have a whole lot of sympathy yeah for you. exactly i have real problems so but somehow yeah it's a watchable show yeah exactly so um, all the other characters are great it's just put aside the fact she's a billionaire and I think you'll like it a lot more. Yeah. It, she's really funny in it. Maya Rudolph a... is hilarious in it. I think she's just perfection. And David Chang is... <laughs> David Chang. David Chang, go get me some Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, her assistant guy, friend... She, oh, he's amazing. He's a, He wrote and I think star, and starred in Fire Island with... Um, mm. Bowen Yang. Okay. Which was a really cute it's a it's like a gay Pride and Prejudice. Oh neat. Yeah, and it was really good. Okay. So yeah, so that's good. And then we are oh my god, closing in. We're closing in finally on season four of Star versus the Forces of Evil. Seasons one and two were great. Great. Season three starts going downhill. Season four is fucking awful. I think you like we were talking about this this morning. I think if you watch season one and two <laughs> and you wanted to close out the series. It's not great, but you can watch those first four episodes of season three just to kind of have closure. Right. And then just stop there. Just stop there. Yeah. Because what really sucks is it really becomes central to other characters, not Star. It becomes just a bunch of old ladies talking politics. Yeah. Which is fucking boring. And it's really... Horrible. It's like really heavy handed, uh, like politics Mm -hmm. that are going on, Mm -hmm. but told from people who... Who are still out of touch. Are like out of touch. Very tu- yeah. out of touch. Because like you kind of get what they're getting going for, yeah. but it's like this doesn't work. You didn't really yeah. think this through. <laughs> and the uh, I can't remember her name, but it's like Darren. Is it Darren Nefsi? Nefsi. I want to say Nefsi, something like that. The further along the show, she created the show, yeah. and the further along the show she goes, her writing credit goes further and further down the list. Yeah. So she's like not even like so on it anymore. So we're thinking she got kicked out. I think she got forced out, mm-hmm. and I think that's where the show. I think she really just wanted like a fun, yeah, silly, stupid show yeah. about this magic girl, yeah. and her friend, yeah. And I think as the show got in, I think it got. Whereas, m- like, you can be extremely feminine and love all the girly things and still be super powerful. Yeah, and that's a good message. Exactly, and like really on early on it. Mm-hmm was sort of clear I mean not to be a spoiler for this show it's not on the air anymore I don't think I can really spoil it but like Marco and Star felt very platonic yeah in their friendship mm-hmm. I mean they don't even have a friendship really at first and then it develops into a platonic mm-hmm. and now they're developing it into a romance yeah and which like, I cannot stand I do not like that yeah. they've had to make other people gay in order to get Marco and Star together yeah like yeah and that's some bullshit yeah. This isn't representation. You're forcing people to be gay so that you can make sure that it, this relationship works. It isn't gay because, oh, this is 
a good thing. It was gay to get Marco off the hook. Yes, exactly. And that's some bullshit. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, if it was actually about representation, then that character would have remained in the show. Yeah. But that's pretty much her that's it. send off. She says, oh, I was gay. That's why our relationship didn't work out. You're off the hook. Bye. Yeah. It, like, and we, we never see her we, again. We can just wipe our hands of that. Yeah. And now we don't have to have anyone complaining that Marco yeah. didn't stay with her yeah. because it's like, oh, she was gay. So, yeah. I mean, like, and again, it's fine that she's gay, but it's not fine to make her gay just to get him off the hook yes. and then usher her off into the sunset. Exactly. If she was going to stay a main character, oh, yeah. then I would be okay with that too. Oh, yeah. But yeah. And then, and then Star's relationship that she's had for like three years, which wasn't a great relationship, yeah. but like. It just kind of... And they're just like, oh, let's just break up. Next episode, I'm kissing Marco. Yeah, and, like, yeah. the boyfriend has to be like, hey, Marco, it's okay that you go after Star. Yeah. Like, it... And then, like, Ludo's basically gone. Like, there's, there's been diminishing returns on the bad guys. Yes. Ludo is amazing. I love Ludo. Ludo... Oh, and he's voiced by my favorite guy. Alan Tudyk. Yes. So, Resident Aliens, yes. Alan Tudyk. And he's amazing in it. Yeah. And... Like I said, the first four episodes of season three kind of <laughs> kind of usher him off the table. Yep. And then they have a bad guy named Toffee who's okay, but not as good as Ludo. Yeah. And then it goes to another bad person, and they're bad. Then what's bad is the politics. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't a force of evil. They certainly were. Like, they, they really tried to go into a completely different direction. Yeah. I'm dark side liberal. Yeah. Which, I'm yeah. the type of liberal who actually fights. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But even I know that what they did was wrong. Yeah. What they're doing isn't right. And it seems to undermine their yeah. argument rather than support their argument. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I mean, like, if you're curious, go ahead and watch it. Like, there's a couple episodes. I mean, like, the show never stops being occasionally funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's even in season four when things get dire. Like, mm-hmm. it's still sort of funny sometimes. And then there's a couple episodes in season four where it kind of gets back to, like, first yeah, season Yeah, they bring feel. them back to Earth, and so they're having just the fun things of, I'm doing absolutely nothing today and just eating tacos. Yeah, like, it is... And it's funny again. This episode is just about... Marco trying to eat 50 tacos. 200 tacos. Oh, well, he had 50 more to get. Oh, that's right. 50 tacos. <laughs> so, like, that's the episode, and that's more like season one and two yeah. kind of feel. And then, like, I think it's like the very next episode. It's like, we gotta go to Muni and, like, Ugh. stop the MAGA every monsters. Time, every like, time uh, they go back to Muni, it's just like, oh, screw this. And it becomes less about Star, It becomes her show. about the old ladies. Yeah, it becomes about... Like the old ladies who are Queen doing... Moon and Eclipsa. Queen, and Eclipsa. And they got rid of um Hermina. Yeah, yeah. And they got rid of Princess Tordina. They got rid of Princess Tordina. Yeah. They got rid of, I mean, like, and like a lot of people, like, mm-hmm. they got, like, all of Marco's friends from Earth were basically... All of the original monsters. Yeah, all the original, like, like, Buff Frog is barely in it for, yeah. like, a long time. And then he just showed up, like, in this, like, yeah. Because we're ending the episode, so I'm sure everybody's going to show yeah, up now. Exactly. But it's just, like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, guys. I really like the show, <laughs> but also there is a review like I read to you on Letterboxd that was like basically like season one, love it. Season two, love it. Season three, hate it. Season four, I hate the show now. Yeah. And that is very honest. Yeah, that's a very honest review. That's like a perfect review for yeah. the show. Actually. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so well, our original plan today was to watch a show called Emergency! Yeah. Exclamation From point. 1972. And I know for a fact, I had written it down, it was on something like Sling TV or something like that. And I was like, oh, we'll just get like a free trial. I think Sling TV is free. Yeah. But in the week 
since I wrote that. <laughs> it's been taken off, and it's only on something called Philo. And apparently trying to cancel a free trial subscription on Philo is near impossible. Like, all the reviews for the app of Philo are like, I can. it's like $25 a month, and they're like, I cannot cancel this thing. And we were like, yeah. okay, we're not going to. Yeah, we're not even going to try. Just for this one thing. So yeah. things got a little, like, haphazard here. So we had the... to skip forward in time. To the 19... next one. Yeah. To we're... 1981, and this one is called, what was it called? <laughs> Code red. Right, code red. The red flashes. With the red flashes. And um, yeah, so we, we like really on the fly, we were kind of going. And what we're trying to do is like a fire person show in every decade. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the fact, starting at the beginning and moving yeah, forward. Yeah. I mean, the fact that emergencies not there actually like helps me because like I was like I have like five shows I want to do and that might be too many. So then we're yeah. back down to four. So okay. that's great. So, this is still before I was born, so yeah. I, this is an old this show. This is an old show. This is an old show. <laughs> so do you want to uh, give us a show synopsis for Code Red? Certainly. The adventures of a Los Angeles Fire Department battalion, chief's family, and crew. Wow, that was a mouthful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the <laughs> episode synopsis, please. As Joe Rorchek invests... His name's Joe? Yeah, I, I just called him Chief Warcheck. <laughs> yeah, because like remember when uh, Haley goes to dinner, she he's like, "Oh well, yeah, call hair. me Joe." You call me Joe. I'm yeah. like, no, it's Captain. <laughs> he has earned that. <laughs> I will call him Captain. As Joe Rorcheck investigates a series of arson fires that occupy his firefighter sons. Oh yeah, yeah, firefighter sons. Oof. You got that right. Beefcake. Beefcake and <laughs> Sean Cassidy. <laughs> their unit also copes with the introduction of their first female crew member. Womp womp. womp. Um, yeah, because the introductory uh, like blurb on the front is like, we follow the lives of these uh, amazing firefighters. And now women. And now women. <laughs> women are a thing now, apparently. Women are a thing now. It's Where n- did they come from? I, I don't know. It's 19- We've never seen women before. <laughs> it's 1981. Like, the mother at one point, Joe's wife, yeah. is like, is like it would have been science fiction when I was a kid. Or, yeah, to, to be, be a, a firefighter. Fighter. Yeah. So, like, that's the era we're yeah. working I wonder what it would have been, like, 10 years earlier But I have emergency. to say, Joe Rorchek, the captain... Handles this amazingly. I love all of his answers. He's not sexist. Mm-mm. He's not condescending. Like, no. at all. Do you know? He is very progressive, and I am super impressed and very horny for him. Wow. Well, were you horny for him when we last saw him in a different show? Oh, God. What was he in? Battlestar Galactica. What? That is Lauren Green, <laughs> who played Captain Adama. Clearly not. Clearly, who let his not. in that in that show he let his son die. Oh, that's right, recall. that's right. <laughs> this show he's like. This show he's awesome. The character that he plays is just absolutely awesome. That's Lauren Green. Now, we, and we should say before we get too much further into this, <laughs> this didn't start off promising. No, it did not. It was an hour long. Yes. And you were like, and I was like, you know what? We can just watch half an hour. We'll watch a half an hour. We watched the whole. Damn we watched thing. the whole thing, guys. Because like 30 minutes into it, we were like, I kind of like this I show. I kind of like this. <laughs> and so we were like, we got to figure out. So I'm really looking forward to our updated firefighter shows. Yeah. More I, recent ones. I think there's just an inherent drama in yeah. 
uh, firefighting. Yeah. So, um, uh, but I'll give you the other people who were in this. We had Andrew Stevens as Ted Rorschach. Is he Beefcake or is he a Guitar Boy? That's that's Guitar Boy. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Sean Cassidy. Sean Cassidy. (laughs) Sam J. Jones is Chris Rorschach. He's Beefcake. That's Beefcake. Yeah, he's Beefcake. Guys, he's a Beefcake. (laughs) When I wrote down at one point, a lot of the show feels like a romance novel. Yes, it does. Like, yeah. even the way the dialogue plays, mm-hmm. and I'm not criticizing romance novels, but, like, they do have a certain rhythm to, yeah. like, the way people speak to one another. Yes. And there's a part where Chris and Ted are speaking to each other, and Chris is, like, obsessed with this thing called the SMS, mm-hmm. which is, like, there's so much that happens in this there's episode. There's so much. We start out with a warehouse fire and end up with a wife who's cheating on her husband with an arsonist in order to get his insurance money from all of the retirement homes he owns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's where it goes, guys. Yeah. It's just, it's bizarre. There's so much going but on. But meanwhile, we're dealing with Haley as the first, first female, female firefighter. firefighter. And this guy named Joe Morelli, who's like, women can't do jack shit. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and then we're dealing with, then- <laughs> we're dealing with Ted taking out his acoustic guitar and singing songs about being a motorcyclist. <laughs> and-, and then we're dealing with the first Native American as an yes! arson investigator. And that's great because he's he's uh, Rorschach's partner now. Yeah, that was a Johnny Raincloud. Yes, b- played by Anthony Pena. Yeah, an Italian, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and oh, it just—it's couple... nineteen eighty-one, guys. <laughs> yeah, like this this show goes places. It goes, but is surprisingly progressive. But I don't think it's going to last that way. I think they're eventually going to fall back onto the same tire tropes and stereotypes. Well, I, unfortunately. This show only lasted one season and ah. 20 episodes. So maybe, maybe not. We so don't know. So maybe it doesn't. And maybe that's it doesn't. why it and fails because you. people were like, uh-uh, she should be wanting a uh, husband and family. Yeah, exactly. But There's like, no way a woman doesn't want to have kids. But the way it feels like a, a, um, like a romance novel to me is like, so Chris is talking to Ted about this SMS thing. Yeah. And he's like, have you seen the SMS? It's like... A flying fire truck, man. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of hard work. And then Ted's like, what are you talking about, man? And you know you like the hard work. And Chris is like, you're right. I love saving people. It's like, yeah. oh, wow. And <laughs> the beefcake designed this system himself. Yeah. And I was like, unacceptable. This you man... are not allowed to have those kind of muscles and be a firefighter and be progressively anti-sexist. Yeah. And design an entire fire engine system? Yeah. No, unacceptable. He's like, you cannot be that awesome of a human. <laughs> he was like a Captain America. Yeah, it was impressive. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> it was really impressive. So, so, yeah. so this show... Uh, oh, and uh, other people I should just say really quick of note. Uh, Dennis Haysbert uh, played, um, I think, the single African-American man. The guy who played uh, basketball before he was injured yeah, and then yeah, became a yeah, firefighter. Yeah, okay, whatever. He had that line. Yeah, he had that line. Okay. <laughs> he plays a man named Stuff Wade. Okay. Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> S-T-U-F-F. Stuff. He's stuff. just stuff. There's also Robert Alda played Dr. Gerald Brooks. That I, mm-hmm. is of note because that is Alan Alda's father. Nice. And we have Earl. You know, I thought he looked familiar. That's why I looked him up because yeah. I was like, who, where do I, I was like, I know yeah, that guy. Yeah, he looks really some... familiar, but it was clearly, but it was his son it's that his I was. son. We're thinking Alan Alda. Yeah. Yeah. That I was seeing. And then uh, a man named Earl Bowen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might not recognize the name, but he's in a lot of things. Yeah, he was the receptionist yeah, at the retirement Yeah, he's in the Terminator movies yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know him No, I recognized him. him. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, this show came out September 20th, 1981. The number one song was Endless Love by 
Diana Rossand and Lionel Richie. <laughs> and the number one movie was something called Continental Divide. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Did you have any predictions for this movie yeah, or show? I, well, I wrote my predictions for Emergency. I used my uh, same one for I Emergency. I figured it would work for Code Red. <laughs> I, I kept mine for Emergency. I might just keep them for all of them. <laughs> I said this is a, what is that word? I don't know. A drama that will rely heavily on, quote unquote, heroic men with naggy shitty wives. Hey. Hey, was not. Not, not, not really. No. Uh, my prediction was big hair, big fires. <laughs> it's getting hot in L.A. <laughs> Leaves me in traction. I like that one. That's your best one. Thank you. I thank like you, thank you, thank you. Like the big hair and big fire. I like that. Yeah, th- thank you. Okay. Now, um, because this is a kind of, well, because this is a day early, mm-hmm. I don't really have facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of doing a star versus the... Forces of Evil quiz, but the ones I saw weren't really that fun. Yeah. And um, I don't know. What else do you do for this? So we might just have to jump into this episode. Yeah, we can just jump in. We can skip quizzes and facts. That's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I got I got kind of an interesting thing that can come up in a, in a bit. But, yeah, this, this show is starts off incredibly unpromising. Yeah. It's, okay, it, the opening credits are just of this, what I thought was some sort shot. of, like, a storage container ship. Because it was kind of right on the water, so I thought we were just looking at a storage container ship. And I should, and I, and it wasn't moving. And then suddenly it started moving, and I was like, I don't understand what's going on here. It turns out it's a dock. Yeah. And there's a dude walking in it. No, not a dude, Rico. Oh right, it's Rico, the little kid. Oh, by the way, they adopted some foster they, kid. They steal a child. They steal a child, and now he's the mascot for the firehouse. Yeah, I guess I think yeah. he just is in the show now. I think he's just in the show now, right? <laughs> but yeah, like there's a lot going on in this episode, guys. <laughs> the, like the music is like, and like it just says code right on the screen, and it has the names of like the people. But like it's not like a theme song where it's like you see like there's Ted yeah. and he smiles at the camera right. and like what like it's just. We, I thought it was just a still, a still shot. Yeah. Until, and it's like really hard to it's see. It's really dark. Because even when the SMS makes a like an appearance of the appearance at yeah. the end, it's so dark you can't even see yeah, what the I hell's going I on. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. So like, and then you were like, someone's moving down there. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, that's not a still? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's like a real shot? <laughs> yeah. So not promising, it's Not guys. promising. And then it was uh, Rico and his cat, Tiger, for a long time. This kid Apparently frequents an abandoned warehouse in the sketchiest part of L.A. Docks. Docks. Like docks. the docks. The docks. And when we say a kid, we are saying this kid He's is like, like nine. A, if a day. If like a day. He is like a He's very like, small child. He's like, oh yeah, child. I come here all the time before school and hang out. And I'm like, wait, what? You're like, what are you doing? What? <laughs> so, why is this kid like in this like he has like he has a fort set up yeah, for him and his cat? He actually built this huge fort inside this abandoned warehouse by himself. By himself. What is this kid's story? No wonder they take him under their wing. <laughs> so they're in this like he's in the sketchy. Well, part he now. does have foster parents because his foster mom said to go and thank the firefighters who saved him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly he is being taken care of, but not well. But not well. But he's being <laughs> taught good manners. Yeah. So I'm very confused as to his whole situation. This is like Generation X bullshit that you and I don't get. Yeah. Where it's just like we let our children just. Build weird forts in, in an abandoned warehouse. On the docks. On the docks. In L.A. In L.A. And if he gets kidnapped, that's... Oh, well, that's, these <laughs> things happen. These things happen. We'll foster another kid. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rico. And all of these kids, too, in these situations, in the show, there is kids 
they get separated in these emergency situations. And I'm just like, I don't understand how that's possible. Yeah. If I even remotely think there's danger around, I attach our kids to my body. Exactly. Like, like, like <laughs> there is a woman at the end. We're jumping all over. There's a woman at the end. Uh, it, like, it's like an old person's home. Yeah. That's on fire because of the arsonist. Yeah. And she, her granddaughter is visiting. And I'm like, your apartment is like a bedroom. It's yeah, like a it's studio. A studio. <laughs> How, How did you did lose you this lose child? <laughs> How did you lose this child? But anyway, so while Rico is like in this fort, <laughs> like an arsonist comes along. There's two arsonists. There's two arsonists. And one. The one they got to burn it down and the one they got to kill the arsonist and burn it down. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's bizarre. I still haven't figured it all out. There are. Riddles within riddles in this show <laughs> that I think are sloppy writing, but I don't mind it so much. Right. But yeah, there's like two arsonists, and like yeah, one's hired to kill the other one with arson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's like one so of... that it looks like the torch, as he's called, torched himself yes. accidentally. Yes, I think it's to deflect yeah. the blame. Yes. So he was like the patsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we find out, I think it's Chris. Chris is the one who's has Beefcake. Beefcake <laughs> has like the entire city of LA memorized. Yeah, yes, he does. Cause it, it's Chris. Yes. Like I didn't know, like this is a show where I was like within the first 10 minutes, I'm like, Oh, I'm never going to remember all these names. By the end, I'm like, that's Ted. That's Haley. That's Al. That's Joe. <laughs> that's Chris. He said their names constantly, which is nice because most shows don't. Well, I just didn't think I'd be invested enough mm-hmm. to like differentiate all the different white people. Oh, and all three of the women in the show look exactly alike. Mm, that is a problem. And I had no idea who was who. For, yeah. the, for a while, I thought Haley was the doctor's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they looked exactly the same. Well, we do have a lot of gray-haired older men with, like, much younger women. Much younger women. Yeah. 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 But Chris is like, they, they're like, it's on the corner of blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And Chris is like, that's the old abandoned warehouse by the docks. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> so they go there. Beefcake. And we we see a good we see a good depiction of a cat saving himself and leaving his owner to die. You know, that's Tiger truth. just fucks that is off truth. and leaves Rico to die. That's what cat cats will do. And Rico's like, come back, Tiger. And Tiger's like, Bye. Bye. <laughs> um and like the music, we should talk about the music. Okay. If it's not like the Wachikawa like yeah. porn music, <laughs> it is straight up like Grand Moff Tarkin just ordered the destruction of Alderaan. Yes. <laughs> like the music is bonkers. It's insane. <laughs> this show's great. You just and, gotta kind of power through the first 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, and like there's a, like a lot going on. Like these firefighters, like in real life, firefighters. I did do some research. Oh. Firefighters need to be able to be dressed within two minutes. Wow. And Haley is still putting on her gloves and her makeup and her makeup. Like she's feeling like a real diversity hire yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, she really does. And it doesn't sit well because she gets in there and Morelli mm-hmm. who can't cook lasagna yeah they call it lasagna you know lasagna <laughs> like he can't he gets trapped under a crate and I'm not even sure what's in this crate yeah. in this abandoned place mm-hmm. it turns out it's just his ankle it's not even broken no and he seems like he has pretty good mobility except yeah. for his ankle is trapped yeah but he does nothing to help her no, he's like just push it push, push it. it push it and she can't move it let me tell you something about Al. He doesn't look like he could have pushed it either. No. I'm sorry. He doesn't look like a hale and healthy man. No, he doesn't. He's, he's no beefcake. He's no beefcake. He's no Chris. Chris would have like. <laughs> Chris of course, his name his is laser Chris. beam eye vision. <laughs> of to course, his name it. is Chris. 
<laughs> he is every Chris you think of when you think Chris as an actor. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> we're very in love with Chris. <laughs> and like as, as I go through all these, I'm like, all my notes are very critical at first, and yeah. then they gradually get yeah. positive <laughs> as the show goes on. But like she can't lift the crate off of his poor little ankle. Yeah. So Ted has to come in and help her, which yeah. I mean, like, that's what you, you would do. get help. Yeah. 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 So that's a super heavy crate, I mean, which even Ted says no firefighter could have done that on their own. But it doesn't matter. Al like completely blames her, and he's yeah. like, "I would have been dead." Yeah. If all because of this diversity hire. Because of this diversity hire, she's yeah. not strong enough to hack it yeah. with the boys at Task and Force honestly, One. And honestly, she has zero muscles. She's not strong enough to hack it. I've seen real women firefighters. Mm-hmm. They are beefcakes. I mean, they they are fucking beefcakes. Now they do show her on the elliptical and like. Oh, the, she's just cross country biking. Yeah, on the bike, on the bike, and stuff later on. Like but, she's clearly an actress and not an actual firefighter. Right. Exactly. You know? Like I want to see some some muscles yeah you know yeah then we meet joe captain joe he's a captain honey Respected. he earned that title he is a captain of the arson squad and i looked yes. into this too there's a fire investigation mm-hmm. and then there's an arson squad which is like the arson investigation if you're arson squad mm-hmm. you're more affiliated with the police force mm-hmm. and you have the power to arrest and carry a gun that makes sense because he arrests people and he carries a gun exactly if you're a so they fire... did the research on this and yeah. they also had a blurb at the beginning which thanked the local firefighters for mm-hmm. all of their input yeah so they did a lot of research on that and it did feel like see when i got like my information together for emergency this is why i have a little bit of firefighter facts right is emergency was directed and executive produced by jack webb okay. if you don't know who that is he was the doesn't he do all the cop shows yes he was um a joe friday in dragnet yeah okay. and if you know anything about dragnet it's like the most boring mm-hmm. cop show you've ever seen because it was like this is how Real. this is how cops do this. Yeah. At least back in the day. Well, and they were still terrible then. But you know what <laughs> I mean? Like it wasn't like sexy cops. Right. It was like very matter of fact. Yeah. And I was expecting emergency to be like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't speak to that, but I feel like Code Red was also that. Like yeah. there's a lot of excitement, but it's a lot in the music, like I said, mm-hmm. like in the very Kirk versus Spock, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff. But like the actual action of it, yeah. is, it feels very much like this is how we deal with fires in real life. Yes. And it's kind of slow and boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although it is interspersed with a bunch of drama. And I was like, there are people dying in that building. They're literally we dying. We can deal with your drama later. <laughs> We've got priorities, people. So Captain Joe comes. He's part of the arson squad. And the... The big issue here is that Ted, his mm-hmm. son, mm-hmm. his sons are Ted and Beefcake. Beefcake. <laughs> Ted, <laughs> or Sean Cassidy, saved the the torch. Yes. And But he left behind the, the fire can. The evidence. And Captain Joe's like, you, you saved the guy, but not the can? That's yeah. the evidence. And he's like, I had to save the guy, and Dad. And he's like, wait. You'd rather me save the evidence and not the human? And he's like, okay, okay, I see your point. <laughs> and what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's he gets fine. there. He gets there. Eventually, he gets there. And, like, what's funny, too, is, like, they didn't put a mask on Rico when yeah, they Yeah, but they it. put a mask on the torch. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you pointed out, they're like, he didn't put a mask on Rico. And then I was thinking, like, well, maybe it's like a, like when an airplane decompresses and they're right. like, 
put your mask on before you put on your kid's mask right. because that way you don't pass out and then you both die. Yeah. So you take care of yourself first so you can take care of other people. Right. So I was like, maybe that's what they're doing here. Like, I take off my mask, I die, and the kid dies. Right. But then he takes off his mask to save the arsonist. Yeah, that was bizarre. <laughs> so, and then his dad has a, a little uh, knock on his hair. Which is like, he like acts like it's like the longest like Fabio type it's of hair. It's just like a little bit shaggy. It's a little shag. It's like very like respectable eighties length hair. Yeah, it's 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 not long at all. And he's like, but our hair was shorter then. Um, one thing I did want to point out, and this is like I think my last kind of real fact in this. Did you know that the real first fire woman mm-hmm. in the U.S. was a woman named Molly Woman. Uh, Molly Williams. <laughs> Molly Woman? Molly Woman. <laughs> Molly Woman. She her, sounds her, real. Her name was Molly Woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, it was Molly Williams. She was the first female and first black firefighter. Cool. And this was in 1818. I mean, she. full disclosure, she was a slave. Of course. Uh, she, but she distinguished herself in the blizzard of 1818 because uh, a lot of the the men firefighters yeah. were, I guess, either dead or gone because of cholera outbreak, mm-hmm. and she helped pull the like the fire pump through the snow. Wow! And saved a bunch of people. Saved a bunch of white people. Uh, she saved people. I don't know who she mm. saved, but I mean, and unfortunately, <laughs> that's like all we know about Molly Williams. We have oh, a picture okay. of her, but I mean, she was also a woman and a slave in eighteen eighteen. Yeah. So we don't have a whole big picture, but right. just so you know, the first female that's and awesome. first black firefighter, Molly Williams. You know, Excellent. No Excellent. Name. Good fact. Yeah, thank you. Speaking of which, we also had the first Native American coming into the show. Um, Who is just an Indian. I mean, That's what they call him. I mean, it's, I, I'm only part Indian. I, okay, okay. I mean, why this don't is, you just get a little bit specific? Why don't you just say, why not be full? Hey, like, here's a weird bit, and this is on your boy, Joe. Where he, I, I, <laughs> I'm not, I know, I, I don't think it's Joe's fault. I think there's a writing thing. I think. I think the show does have its heart in the right place. Yes. But it is. But it is 1981. But it's 1981 and it's still centering white people. Yes, for sure. Yeah, specifically white men. Yes. Like, I think it's kind of like we've talked about recently, like the Love Boat episode that mm-hmm. talks about transgender. Yeah. Like, it's not perfect, but, it, you know, it was it was definitely still focused for it white men. It was positive. But it was positive. And I think this is what's happening here. Yeah. But even with that positive direction, yeah. there's... It's not perfect. But yeah. I don't expect 1981 to be perfect no, either. No, but I'm impressed with just how progressive this show was. But Yeah, but when, uh, what's his what's his name? Uh, what's the guy's name? Raincloud. Raincloud. When, when John Raincloud shows up, uh, Captain John, or Joe, Captain Joe, is like, oh, I thought they were joking about sending mm-hmm. a, a Native American yeah. uh, as an investigator. I was like, well, what's the joke? Why is that a joke? Like, why would that be a joke? Why Probably could... because they don't hire Natives. But that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's clumsy because it's just like, well, why should that be a joke? Why would that be? But yeah. they're trying. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so the majority of this show, though, doesn't deal with any of that. No. This is about... The what are their names? The I want to say Rorschachs. The Rorschachs. The Rorschach family. The Rorschach family who has a designated horseshoe <laughs> arena. I had forgotten about the horseshoes in the backyard <laughs> while they're wearing their leisure suits. And Beefcake is basically busting out of his shirt. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> while they're playing horseshoes in the backyard. It is like no. It's not even the backyard. I thought it's it was like the an back- alley of some sort. It's like it, like almost in the front yard because they walk. 
yeah. out of it to yeah. the front yard. Like, they, but they have like a they play so much horseshoes, horseshoes that they have a dedicated area in the house for horseshoe playing. I and they are just, all about that. And they are just the most wholesome. Like, hey, my boys, I love you guys. <laughs> and um, although and, Beefcake and Sean Cassidy might have the hots for Haley. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I mean, yeah, that's not great. I don't like brothers fighting over a chick. No. It really pisses me off. No. And I don't... Again, it's kind of like... Oh, did we say this right now? I, I think this is... Sorry, we, we do have conversations off mic, so I don't really... I don't sometimes... Do we? I sometimes don't remember... I talk to you? What's IRL? When we're not in podcast mode, I talk to you? Barely. Barely. Because there's <laughs> no one around at breakfast. But like... um. We were talking about Star versus the Forces of Evil, mm-hmm. where it would have been better just to keep Star and Marco platonic. There's nothing wrong yeah. with them just being platonic. Yeah. And they could have, they had their own boyfriend, girlfriend, mm-hmm. and they were kind of, and it was fine. Yeah. And now they're kind of forcing a, a romance, a romance mm-hmm. between them. And I just, it, it's fine. I just don't really like it. Yeah. Because, like, what we know of Ted is that he, is a ladies' man, apparently. Yeah, he's he already has, got a side uh, chick. Side dish. He, he sings motorcycle songs to her on his houseboat. That he wrote himself. Yeah, it, like like Elvis. Yeah, and he's like, and that you'll never tame. You'll never tame me on my two-wheeling, three-wheeling machine. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, guys, that's the song. Watch not, the show I'm for not, the song. Watch it for the song. It definitely feels like that actor was trying to parlay this into like a music I, career, uh, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, can I like sing once in a while? Because I can play the guitar. Every time I see someone do that, like as a person who plays guitar, yeah. like I always like I'm like, do I look like that? When I, no, when, when because I, <laughs> you don't just bring your guitar everywhere and start strumming. Yeah, I don't like I don't. Play guitar and make eye contact with people. Basically, <laughs> you don't sing at me. Yeah, I don't. Which he, is nice. And he sings at her. It it's was aggressive. Weird. I didn't like it. I felt violated. <laughs> it was a, it was very douche chills <laughs> moment. Like ooh, I don't have a problem with Ted. It was just uncomfortable for it's all. Very of us. uncomfortable. Yes. And we should also say the other thing that's going on in this show <laughs> is that Captain Joe's wife. I didn't catch her name. Ted and she's going to college. She's 44 years old and she's going back to college, and therefore, none of his laundry is done. (laughs) And that was a big. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious because he's so. He's supportive, though. Yeah, he's very supportive. And it's like, this is what she's been doing for decades. So why wouldn't he still have that? Why aren't my laundry. Why isn't my laundry done? Yeah, and then it's like, oh, because you're super busy. I'm, you know, and he was like, I'm really sorry. I'll just buy new ones. That way you don't have to do laundry. I mean, like, the fact that he's like willing to buy new clothes rather than just wash him in his damn self. Dude, that's what I would do. But, 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 like, it feels like, like you said, again, it's it's trying. You know what I mean? It's trying. And it feels like it would easily go into that, like, you should, and he does kind of say, maybe you should quit semester, but, it's more for her than for him. Yeah, because he's like you're overwhelmed. You you're so busy. You're so, you got all of this stuff. To and go. he is very concerned. He does ask her. And like, then before he leaves, because he's about to nail this arsonist, before he leaves, he does say, "How did those tests go? Yeah, how did your exams go? Yeah. Like he's very supportive of yes. his wife. Yes, he is. You know, and I think in 1981 to be a man of age with mm-hmm. 
woman in her 40s who's mm-hmm. going back to school, yeah. I'm pretty sure men of that era mm-hmm. would be like, why are you going? Why are you doing this? Yeah, why, why are you, are you bothering this? this? Just we, stay we at home. We have a good routine. We have kids, yeah. you know, like. We're, we, we're used to this life. We're adults. Just, what are you trying to do? Yeah, yeah, like just leave it be. I was really impressed with him overall. And that's why I'm like a huge fan of that character. I think he did really great. I think he did really good. I think he was a good representation mm-hmm. of that character like he was passionate he was bringing it more than anyone else in that show as much as I love Beefcake he's not a great actor (laughs) no he's just Beefcake and Ted is funny yeah because he's ridiculous yes but Captain Adama Mm -hmm. is actually a good actor (laughs) yeah yeah and he like when he is passionate and he's in I mean he is hands on. He is so intense. He's in the lab. He's yeah. doing the interrogations. He's busting out his pistol. He's even bust... reading serial numbers to a computer. Yeah. <laughs> he sure is. I mean, he's doing even the basic legwork for all this. Yeah, he's like, I will do this. He's everywhere getting it done. And when, you know, they go to this retirement house. He's even home. being the, doing the job of the fire inspector. Yeah, he like, he and goes personal. inspector. He personally goes to the place from mm-hmm. Terminator 2 guy yeah. where he's like, you know, Did you get those fire escapes yet? Have you put in all of the smoke alarms? Have you done this? Have you done that? Have you done this? Yeah. And the dude's like, no, man. Just wait until your contractors get here. And he's like, he's like, if anything happens, it's just going to be on your head. Blah, yeah. blah. And of course, something happens because it's owned because by... Because the doctor's wife is having an affair with an arsonist. And Buell. Uh, Buell, Steve Buell, Steve something Buell like that. From Chicago. From Chicago. Which they got from a bottle? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> from that serial number. Off a bottle from a grocery store uh, in Illinois. Because she wants the insurance money on all of these yes. places. And she doesn't care who they kill. Yeah, she does not care. I mean, like, the abandoned warehouse, they didn't know Rico was yeah, in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit about an abandoned warehouse. But that was, like, a, a fully... But this is a fully lived-in retirement community with older people who yeah. don't have great mobility. Yeah. So they couldn't escape in time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was actually really pissing me off. Yeah, it was harrowing, that whole scene. Yeah. And what happens is, at the end of the show, the doctor... Like, the doctor is their main suspect for, like, a lot of the show. Because, yeah. I mean... It's his buildings. These are his buildings, yeah. He's trying to get the insurance money. And he's gotten money. tons of insurance money on his buildings before, so it looks like he's behind it all. But when he shows up at the end, he comes up to Captain Joe, and he's like, you know I had nothing to do with this. And Captain Joe's like, yeah, I know your wife's already like, yeah, sold Yeah, but these are go. your fucking buildings that weren't up to code, yeah, so, so you're, you're just you're just as culpable yeah. for anyone who died. Dude, I fucking love Captain Joe, especially when they did their good cop, bad cop routine <laughs> with the arsonist. That was like my favorite favorite scene it was, ever. It was, totally was good fireman, bad fireman. Oh, God. It was, it was Captain Joe and Ted. Mm-hmm. And it was like, come on, man. You just yeah. let us know. Hey, Captain, back off. Back He's off. been through a lot. <laughs> He's got gangrene. <laughs> and like me and I was like waiting for Captain Joe to like turn off the guy's morphine drip <laughs> to like really... It was awesome. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. They used my favorite word at least five times, incendiary. <laughs> that is my favorite word of all time. Yeah. So I was stoked to hear it constantly. Yeah. We still don't know what's going on with Rico. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he lives there now. I think he's been adopted by the fire station. Yeah. I think back in the early 80s, you could do you just, that. You, you could, could just, just take randomly a child. get kids. Yeah. If, yeah. if like, this child seems... Like, like abandoned, you can just take him. You can just take him. Yeah. Like no one's here to claim this child. I guess we get him. Yeah, I guess he's ours now. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that that's the episode. Like, that's the episode. like, like I said, like they they save people, but they so don't save many, everyone. So many different plot lines. Yeah, there's it a, was pretty great. Yeah, like I said, 
there was so much going on. Mm-hmm. It was a little slow in parts, like three quarters of the way or whatever, mm-hmm. halfway through, like I turned to you, I was like, I'm starting to like this show. <laughs> yeah, and we watched the whole app. Yeah, we watched yeah. the whole thing because I wanted to find out what was going on. Yeah, I was very confused. Now, the leaps in logic were there considerable. Are some, there are some considerable <laughs> leaps in logic. Considerable. So, um, but like overall, mm-hmm. I would recommend the show, I think. I think if you want to watch a really old show to see where certain shows have started. Like where they got there. I think this would be a good watch. Yeah. Um, It's not like bad, bad to where you can make fun of it constantly. So it's not one of those shows. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Because it's semi-good. So it can be very boring. Mm -hmm. Because it's not great and it's not bad. It's just kind of middle of the road. Yeah, I I guess that's yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely like a. I got nothing to watch, and I'm not really looking to get. I want to see in, what firefighter shows were like in the 1981s. Like I'm <laughs> I'm lying on my couch, mm-hmm. and I just kind of don't really want to think too much. Mm-hmm. Like like how like fathers used to like fall asleep watching westerns and stuff. Like my dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I use this example because yeah. it's a thing that like. Yeah. If you're a certain age, your dad would watch these stupid, like, war or yeah. Western movies, and they wouldn't even really watch them. No, just they would be, be asleep on. within five minutes. Yeah, within five minutes, they're yeah. out. That's what this show kind of feels like. It's in yeah. that kind of vein. Yes, exactly. Okay, let's see what kind of reviews I have. I only have four. Wow. Uh, oh, here's a good one, I think. I don't know. I'm seeing it right now. I'm cold reading this. Mm-hmm. A great show in the tradition of emergency. Yeah, all right. This is from D. Tucker 86. Uh, I always loved Emergency as a kid. Now, Emergency did last for quite a few seasons. Okay. And this show reminded me of it so much. Lauren Green, that's your boy, yeah. was great as the fire, the wish fire chief. Hmm? I don't know what the wish means there. Okay. And everyone else on the show was great as well. I believe viewers want realism, and the show certainly tried to give it to them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. If you're looking for like a not sex, not like backdraft or something like right. that, like an actual like... This is how we do it when we do it. Yeah. Kind of thing. This yeah, was... they spent like ten minutes on that warehouse fire. Yeah, like and they and like you were like, why are they watering the other the hot? And yeah. I was like, oh, I think they're trying to stop the spread. Which, by the way, another little fact here: this how uh, in J- Japan that's how they used to stop fires mm-hmm. was to actually destroy the building that was on fire to prevent it from spreading. So right. they felt like it was better to lose the, rather than try to like put it out necessarily. Yeah. They're like, it's better to just destroy this one. So in order to save the rest. To, in order to save the yeah, rest. Yeah, makes sense. So I guess, yeah. but like, yeah, it seemed like. But that's what they were doing with all the water was making sure the rest of the buildings were soaking wet so they wouldn't catch fire. Yeah, and while we deal with this other one, yeah. you know. I mean, it felt very unstable what they were doing. Like a lot of the stuff they were doing felt very like. Well, we one doing? of those firefighters said he didn't like the feel of the roof and then it exploded. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he had a chainsaw. And he had a chainsaw. <laughs> um, I, so I believe viewers want realism and this show certainly tried to give it to him. They even showed films of actual famous fires. Okay. Oh. It was canceled way too soon. What I also liked about it was the way they would have public service messages at the end of every episode. <gasps> we didn't get those. Uh, maybe they didn't have one in the first app. Oh, okay. And say, be safe. It's a nicer world with you in it. Oh my God! This show is breaking my heart. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'll see if I can get a negative one. I don't know if I want a negative review when they're giving you PSAs. Uh, I think there are no negative ones, Hell but there's yeah. only four. Okay. Oh, here's a negative one. Here's three out of ten stars. Okay. Uh, watch Emergency instead. Okay, okay. Uh, this is from S. Kriker. 
As a child growing up around a firehouse, okay, mm. like Rico. This is Rico right now. This is Rico's story. <laughs> I couldn't wait to see everything that was based on firefighting, but this series just didn't cut it. Mm. Yeah, it was cool to watch as a kid, but it really wasn't very accurate. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Its predecessor, Emergency, was a far superior show, ran six full seasons, and even today, the techniques shown and used in the show are still relevant uh. and pretty accurate, even if the apparatus and some of the equipment used is now dated. Wow. Emergency is a definite watch, but you can have Avoid Code Red if it ever comes out on some kind of media format in the future. Hmm. This was written in 2011. Uh, all seasons of Emergency are available on DVD today. I got to <laughs> cut at this probably. Um, so I guess there you go. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that much. I mean, this is my very first firefighter show. I honestly thought it was pretty good. It seemed pretty accurate. And they say that there was like. There were actual consultants. Consultants so. on it. What I read about Emergency was I erased a lot of my notes on it now. Uh, to make room for my new notes. Mm -hmm. But that had a consultant too, but like, it was like a shadier deal. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. But again, I think Emergency was more like the firefighter equivalent of Dragnet. Right, okay. This, I feel like, is that, but also more drama. a little bit more Hollywood. A little bit more drama too. A little bit more like, Love triangles and, yeah. and stuff okay. like that. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I did feel like they forgave Al a little too easily. Yeah. Because we should say what happens is she ends up saving. She like manhandles she, the dude. Okay, this dude is dangling from like a pipe or something. He's dead weight. Like if and you've she, seen the, if you've seen she the full end. on lifts him out of a hole as he's dead weight. Yeah. If you've ever seen the Poseidon Adventure and Gene Hackman's like hanging, yeah. like it's like that. Yeah. And she full on lifts him. I can't lift you. Yeah. Oh no. Not even as dead weight. <laughs> dead weight's even worse. And Al just happens to like happen to die. Yeah. And he sees her save him, and then that like, because earlier in the show, well, we should say we didn't really touch too much on Al and Haley's story, yeah. really. But like, he is such a dick to her. Yeah. He's requesting a transfer. He's trying to get her kicked out. But like everybody on the force, Captain Joe, Ted, Chris, all the and other then firefighters the, are the like, no, chief, she's great. Even the chief yeah. is like, go to fucking hell, Al. She's yeah. one of us now. There's yeah. no sexism there. None. There, it was bizarre. <laughs> it was really but weird. Very awesome at the same time. Like very progressive yeah. in 1981 to see an old white, like guy with gray hair yeah. be like, get Al, I'm gonna transfer you yeah. because she's staying. Yeah. Like there was no, there was no like, well, we should hear Al out. Yeah. And like Al tries to recruit the other people, and that's where Dennis Haysbert comes yeah. in, and he's like, you know, when I played basketball, we tried to phase out a guy, and I just felt bad, so I'm not yeah. gonna like. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We all ended up losing. Are you in good hands with Allstate? <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Anyway, that's a Dennis Haysbert joke. Anyway, um, <laughs> red light, green light. I think we kind of covered that. Yeah. I think it is something you can watch. I think it's enjoyable mm -hmm. in the right time uh, mind frame. If mm -hmm. you know what you're getting into, don't expect too much from it. Right, but right. like, you know, it's not. At least in the first episode, it didn't insult me. Like yeah. I didn't feel insulted. It's a solid five out of ten. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'd rather watch this than. Young Indiana Jones. Oh, that's, or... that's zero stars. That's zero. They're, no. Yeah. That deserves to be burned. Yeah. So, um, hold on. There was one other thing I wanted to talk about really quick. Um, oh, what's up with Chicken Soup for the Soul's diverse portfolio? I'm not sure. I was very <laughs> confused by that. They make pet food now? So, uh, apparently, the portfolio for Chicken Soup for the Soul is 
Self-help books. We watched this with ads. Romance movies. It was the only thing we could watch with ads. Uh, so it was, was on crack- ads. it was on Crackle. It was on Crackle. And so we had to watch it with ads. And a lot of the ads were chicken soup for the soul. And the Mazda CX-50. And the Mazda CX-50. Which at first I was going to get. But then they advertised it too much. And now I'm against it. Yeah. Because, mm. uh, you know, advertising can do that. It, 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 it reached a tipping point. Went the wrong yeah, way. Went the wrong way. But, <laughs> but yeah, they make romance movies. Self-help books. Self-help books and pet food. Like, it's wild. It feels like something like a supervillain. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, we it's need... It's definitely a front. We have our pet food division, this and we are going to turn their pets against them. This is a front. And the, the trailer for that movie was garbage. Oh, yeah. my God. It was like Love on the Ranch or oh something like that. Oh, my God. I was like, no, I can't do this. She's like... And they gave away the end of the movie, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, they clearly got together. Because she looks him in the eyes at the <laughs> dance at the rodeo, and she says, the piece of me that was always missing was... You. You missed the ellipse there. Oh. There's a three dots. There's three dots. <laughs> anyway, so if you get nothing from this podcast Watch today, the after party. Watch the after party. Loot is... TBD. I mean, like, I wouldn't necessarily don't watch it. It's good, but, you know, I have hangups against Bill. If you are really, like, I think, it, I, it, kind of like Code Red, it's hard is in the right place, but again, mm-hmm. it's still asking you to be very sympathetic to someone whose money. To could, someone who has $87 billion. Yeah, she's said And to be, she does nothing but tell David Chang to get Pringles. Yeah. She does nothing with that money. Yeah, we're like, like the setup is like she's not doing anything with her life. I'm like, you have $87 billion. You could do something. Yeah. You could give away. Dude, you could make your own amazing, awesome country. I don't know why they're not doing this. You could actually own things. Like, you could give away 90% of you your fortune. You could own part of the world. And, like, I never understand. And, and maybe, make it just all you. And maybe I don't understand the logistics of these things. But when I hear someone like $87 billion and like her whole thing is like uh, for uh, unhoused people in L.A., I'm like, buy a fucking building and house those bitches. You could afford it. Oh, yeah. You could make a whole fucking community. So this is my problem with loot. Yeah. Like, I'm like, they, they keep being like, money can't solve anything. I'm like, it could solve a lot. It can solve a lot. You fucking pieces of shit. Stop trying to garner sympathy for these asshole billionaires yeah. who don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, exactly. Who aren't doing jack shit of just making dumb fucking rockets that explode. Well, it's like we were talking about, you and I were talking about the other day. It's like all of these scientists seem to be putting all their money into like jobs that were going to take other people's jobs away. It's like, or, you know... Uh, America's heartland is having a lot of trouble, like yeah. with like the climate. With climate change. Maybe like we do something to help it so we have food to eat yeah, exactly. in twenty years. Maybe I don't give a shit. Yes. If like if a, your fucking rocket makes it into space or not. Yeah. Or because maybe we should actually fucking fix ourselves first before we go into fucking space. Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe we protect the people who are here first. Yeah. Like we were on Code Red. Yeah. <laughs> like the brave men and women, mm. well, woman, of Code woman. Red. <laughs> of Code Red. Mm-hmm. Instead of like being like, I got an app that can make you look old. Yeah, it's fuck like, 
you. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so that's my problem with loot. And yeah. depending on your hangups with billionaires mm. might depend on how well yeah. you can stomach I have this to, show. I have to really separate myself from the fact that she's a billionaire. Fortunately, Maya Rudolph does do that. They cast her perfectly. It's if a, it wasn't for her, I would not be watching that show. It, it's a tightrope walk that I think mm-hmm. very few people can walk, and yeah. she's one of them. Yes, exactly. Because she is so good yeah. at what she does, mm-hmm. I can watch her and be like, I don't want her to die. Yeah. But I still get angry because I'm like, you are so rich in this yeah. show. She's the third richest woman in the world, according to the yeah. show. And she's like, I'm going to help the world by working nine to five. And it's like, or. Or just f***ing build shit. Throw that money at the problem. <laughs> do it. Just you know? do it. Do it. So, um, so yeah, that. Uh, and if you watch Star vs. the Force of Evil, you are warned you should stop after season two. Yeah. You can go the first four episodes of season three. After that, at your own peril. Own discretion. Own, I mean, own peril. I mean, yeah. like, like the only reason why I'm even still watching is because I liked it so much. We're well, we're only like three or four episodes away from the end, so it's like, okay, now we just gotta now wrap we it up. just gotta push through. We gotta push through. We gotta finish. But it. like a show shouldn't make you feel like yeah. you have to push through. I and I don't know too much about the behind the scenes of that show, mm-hmm. but it does feel like the creator. Darren Nefsey yeah. has been kind of forced out as the show has gone on and yeah. the quality of the show has like, definitely gone down. Like now. when it starts out, like her name is right up there as like a writer of the show yeah. and they're very silly, yeah. very Ren and Stimpy. If, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and then by season three, you have like, and these episodes are like, they're like 22 minutes, but they're like split. So it's like an 11 minute, two 11 minute like segments. This show is for kids and there's no. F- way kids want to watch old ladies talk about politics. Exactly. There's just no way. There's no fucking way. There's no way you can explain to like the target audience of this who's like 10, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. Not us. Not us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch it and I'm an adult. Like there's no way you're going to get a 10, 11, 12 year old kid. Like I find yeah. that stuff boring. Yeah. There's no way like they're going to be like where the fuck is Star? Yeah. So anyway, but um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just... Uh... I don't know. Those last two seasons. Garbage. Garbage. So anyway, we will see you next week. We're going to do another fire show. Yeah, these are all firefighter shows all month. All month. We're going to keep this up. The next one is called, it's from the 90s. Okay. It's called Third Watch. Third Watch. Okay. And, And it lasted for, I think, like three or four seasons. Okay. So it's like, it didn't just like, it's not like Code Red. But Code Red's a pretty high benchmark for me right now. Yeah, it is, honestly. This is what I'm setting all my firefighter shows to. So you've got to compare or at least come in at that range. Reagan era America did us dirty. Yeah, You know what? I bet you it was Reagan era America that killed us because you're right. This is progressive for the time. It's extremely progressive. And the Reagan era is when everything started to really go backwards. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, like, I guess you could say Nixon, but I mean, like... Nixon was trying for universal health care. Yeah, and he was giving women rights, even though he didn't want to. <laughs> I'm just saying. I Well, I'm saying. Because he wanted their votes. In the so grand, he was giving them things. That's the, awesome. In the grand scheme of things, I think Reagan did more damage than Nixon. I agree. We are still suffering under Reaganomics. Like, like just for uh, gay people at the time yeah. with AIDS, like yeah. the mishandling of that. Yeah. This is piloting the pilots. <laughs> talking, we're the old ladies talking politics now. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. oh no, we're season four of Star. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. 
So, yeah, but like, right. let's just move on. Yeah, but anyway, let's yeah. move on. We love you. Love you. Third watch next week. Not yep. sure. Wait, well, I do have that written down. Hold on. We're going to see where that's from. I am dying of heat in here. This room is not a conditioned. Tubi, third watch. Be there, be square next week. Yeah. See you. God, we're like a sauna in here.